everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 477. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigagami. And Mako-chan is out. She's not feeling too well. She sends her love and chaos, but she will be back next week. So I think it would be in the best be- best for everybody to kind of sort of behave, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So how is everybody doing tonight? I'm tired. I was falling asleep earlier watching stuff on YouTube on my PS4. Agreed. Very sleepy. I worked really hard today on my stream. I hope people caught some of it. I know I, I we have some listeners in the on the podcast that did come by and kept me company. It was very, very heartfelt. You know, I'm glad listeners from, from our show came by and showed you some love today. I really appreciate that. And also, if you haven't noticed down below, um, which we'll get into during housekeeping, we have upgraded our channel points, a.k.a. Conbucks. And one of them is redeeming uh, 250 points for Mako trying to pet Damien. Don't, because she won't be able to do so. But if she is listening in the chat, she you may still be able to, but I don't think she's listening, so yeah. <laughs> um, hanging in there. I got some interesting news uh, today, and I wasn't expecting it, so I'm kind of just waiting to see how that plays out, so... <laughs> just for our listeners uh this is your first hydration warning because the tea's hot today bitches like clockwork i know right and you know what? I should have checked the list to see if she was in the chat anyway. And even if she was, I still would have said it. And for those of you who are listening to our podcast, Mako-chan is in our chat and respond to it. Fuck you. I'm listening. So that means if you you can go ahead and redeem the 250 points to have her pet uh, Damien. So... <laughs> Oh, man. That, that was a good. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. Anywho, we are live tonight, week of November 17th, 2020. We're here live here at Twitch TV. You can find us uh, every week here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um, we are also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find them at vognetwork.com. And they also have a Twitch stream. You can find them here start, um, starting on Sunday at um, Vog, Twitch TV slash Network. And the Echo. Uh, I don't hear any Echo. No, Mako-chan says there is a, an Echo, so... I uh, let's see something here. All right, let's unmute that. Let's unmute this, and let's yeah, and let's unmute that. All right, 
It's you two. I'm one that's fine. It's you two that's echoing what she's saying. Right, I see that, but I'm not hearing it on uh, either end. No, we're not going to hear it. For some reason, we're not going to. It's when it goes out. That's when the echo happens. And I honestly don't know what the hell is causing that. Lovely. Well, what I'm going to do anyway is I am recording this episode, so I will listen to the playback and check as well. So at least we'll we'll have that. So, But I did do some slight uh, tweaks on the back end here, so maybe that should prevent the echo. Um, please let us know if, we're still ec- if they're echoing or not, so you know. Anywho, um, we're going to go ahead and kick things off with how was your week, how was your day, Ari. Uh, well, I was working the uh, evening shift last week, so I couldn't join you guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No problem. But, you know, last week was payday. And, uh, again, bills, etc. But like I was talking about, I got a, a debt financing, uh, you know, program that I got hooked up with but thanks to the uh, union that I'm with, Union Plus, mm-hmm. the services for them. So, so it's making making credit card debt a lot more easy, more easily manageable and faster to pay off. So, what is it that they're doing? They basically like they're paying everything off, and you just pay them back. Uh, well, I'm paying through them, and the like interest rates are like a tenth of what I would be charged normally. Mm. See, it's, it's very helpful. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because I'm doing something like that now. I didn't do that. I did more. I just got like the basic the debt, the loan, paid that. I just paid it all off, the bulk of it, and then I'm just paying it off. I think I have like another year and some change left, and then it, I'm totally done with it. But on the plus side, doing all that knocked up my credit score, and my bills are really manageable, and I have one credit card that's on its way out the door. So, Also, like, I, after, you know, Butting down on my mustache too much, I decided to trim it a little bit. You know, just take a little buzz, take the little clippers, just like, like right where it meets the lip, like mm-hmm. goes over the lip. But I kind of screwed that up, and I decided, well, I can't leave it like this, so I just trimmed the entire beard. You know, I, I always have that trouble because now, because you know, I'm, I'm I'm at home, I only shave like twice a week. No, not twice a week, like like every other day. And it's like I try to trim it, the goatee, the best I can. And sometimes it's just like, it just looks better when I go to the barber. So I just end up letting, um, I, I just figure it out. When it gets to a certain point, I just shave it all down or whatever. So, you know. And I, you know, got got my food, grocery shopping done, except that, uh, Walmart didn't have a bunch of the things I needed, so I had to make an auxiliary uh, an auxiliary trip to ShopRite to get mm-hmm. everything else done. Yeah, I I, tr- I, I know that feeling because when I went to do my shopping today, they didn't have my orange juice. They said, oh, we didn't have it available. And I'm sitting, I'm like, according to this, you had it. And, and I'm just like, how you Yeah, gonna- I, I got to learn it with do things like, oh, like, like the these items were out of stock and it was, you know, relatively basic things too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I hate this bitch. I know. I know. I, I absolutely hate that. But yeah, it's just mostly work related stuff. I'm 
hoping I'm going to be working a lot of overtime on Thursday and Friday of uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday because mm. that is primo uh, overtime hours on holiday pay. Oh, trust me, I I know that feeling. And um, we already have points redeemed, $150 for hydration. And since we don't know which which one of us has to hydrate, everybody drink up, I suppose. I'm uh, going to have to run out and uh, get, some, get something to drink. Yeah, yeah you can do I'll that. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, it was just me being trash. Don't worry. <laughs> God damn it, Ichigo. You're always trash. But, but Hey, but, I've got over 3K of these points, bros. And, look, you know, your girl got the uh, warm flame in her pocket. So. Look, you got, hot, you got hot, lovable trash anyway. So I ain't complaining. So, Anywho, while, while Ari goes out and does stuff, um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, it's been pretty good. Yeah, um, good. Apparently, we are way louder than you, though, Ranma. So, right. yeah, I just I was I was saying drink for everyone uh, All right. simultaneously. I was like, you drink and you drink and you drink till you're dry. See, but, he, um, now, now here's the thing. I can adjust myself, my volumes, but I don't like hearing myself as I talk from time to time. So mm-hmm. I like. But sometimes when I'm talking and, and I'm doing the stream, if I hear myself, then I know it's good. But if that's what it takes, I will leave it at that so we can just keep it going. So. Oh, okay. I, I think what Mako might be getting at is that, like, since we're so loud, we might be echoing back into your microphone. But, but you're wearing headphones. So yeah. I don't know how that would work. We're all wearing head- headphones, yeah. but I'm not picking up echoing on from y'all either. So. Yeah. I don't know. It For some reason, it's only when he's broadcasting and we still haven't figured out where the source is coming from. So we're really sorry, guys. I wonder if it's the actual mixer. Maybe it's getting about that time it needs to be replaced. Maybe I do need to get like um, a Focusrite Scarlet or something like that. Or maybe there's an issue where like one of the cords is bad. You remember when I was playing with my wireless before? Maybe mm-hmm. you just have to double check the cords or in yeah, there. Everything well. is set, you know, but Okay. Yeah. So if any yeah. if anything, I'll I'll pick up I'll maybe I'll get something and figure it out, you know. Black Friday's coming up. So mm-hmm. you've got options. Well they didn't have the uh, one liter bottles of a of a salt of flavored, you know, sparkling mm-hmm. water at Walmart. Mm-hmm. So uh once a shop already picked up a case of this and uh, and two flavors, so I'm like, eh, this will do, I guess. Same, same. A seltzer, it's addictive, let me tell you. But um, yeah. So this week, um, I've been doing pretty well. Um, I had a little blip in my schedule because I had one day that I was just not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made that up today with an unscheduled stream, which went really well. We had very good activity in the regular chat and then i did a little karaoke with twitch sings because um screw the dmca um (laughs) don't come for me but um the way that they're just instituting all that stuff is a mess so i was like okay well you know what i'll play with their program until it disappears and it's disappearing in january and i delete all my vods whenever i film them so it's a matter of like i'm i take care of it i do what i'm supposed to um So I've been doing that, and I kind of want to make that something kind of regular on my stream until it disappears. So hopefully until January, I might do one or two more, um, or a few per month or something like that. And then, um, of course, delete them afterwards. And then that's just super fun. 
Uh, other than that, basically just been doing work, kind of keeping in touch with a lot of the sewing and the projects that I'm working on. I have a lot going on right now, so that's kind of my plate. It's all good. And um, while we're all doing that, we were, as I mentioned about, you know, we now have like points for y'all to redeem. We talked about, you know, Ari having to flip his, his gorgeous hair back and forth. So, <laughs> so now that is an option for 250 con bucks. So that means I probably need one too. So <laughs> we call it the urge to herbal. Exactly. <laughs> well, probably because of the glasses. Yeah, I'm making it look good with like two dollar, like one or two dollar bottles of Suave. Hey, Just Suave's that my out there. shit too, man. Suave's the good stuff, especially the tea tree and mint. It's like I'm alive. <laughs> But um, I th- I'm thinking for me maybe I do like do the gendo for about ten seconds. We'll see. I don't know. You, you'll have to queue up uh, the gendo song when you do that. Uh, that that constitutes as an alert, sir. So I have to figure I have to kind of figure that out. So, but that does sound like a great idea. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's all wave good night to uh, Mako Chan because she's calling it a night because she is absolutely tired. So. I feel that. Mm. And I'm just realizing something. Uh, as I'm recording this week's podcast, I'm looking at I'm looking at the meter. I'm just like, why is it so long? What I do is I open up the old file, delete last week's um, recording because it's already saved, and I start it all over. I realize I forgot to save. Um, I forgot to delete last week's uh, recording, so now it's just going. But because it's two separate colors, I know where you know what to delete and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> so anywho, my weekend day has been interesting. Like, I woke up Saturday to this studio light being on. Now, the only time, generally, this studio light it was on a schedule. It only comes on between nine thirty and eleven on Tuesdays, and from nine to eleven on Fridays. Um, any other time if I'm streaming, I don't have it on because I'm gaming and it's like, I want you to focus more on the game than actually me. So I woke up around 10 a.m. and I'm just like, why is the light on? Oh, power went out. Okay, fine. No problem. I get up, hit the power button on the computer. Nothing. Hit the power button on the computer again. Nothing. Now the way this house is wired, like the bathroom the kitchen over here is like on a separate circuit, but I kind of know where it is on the on the switchboard in the back. So I get up and I go upstairs. I'm trying to find out what's going on. Uh, power went out on the whole block since like 8, 30, 9 o'clock that morning. So I was also told like the power was slowly coming back because generally what happens is in this neighborhood, especially in this house, if the power goes out for a certain period of time, I guess the way the grid is laid out or whatever. My bathroom light will come on first before anything else. So at least that's something. And I'm sitting there going, well, at least I can go into the bathroom with my phone and charger and, ha- and have something. So, but eventually the power came up. So I also got a notification that um, my, my Wi-Fi light's not on the network, you know, and I'm like, well, it takes about a couple of minutes for both routers to come up for power and it'll resync and all of that. 
And, you know, maybe about an hour later, I notice I go to close out the close it out. And I open the app and it's like not detected. And I'm just like, what the hell? I unscrew it and I put it in my lamp over here and in the bathroom over here just to make sure that last brownout basically blew out my Wi-Fi light. And I was kind of annoyed because here's the thing. Wi-Fi lights are expensive. They can run you anywhere from like four, from like 10 to $20, depending on the size and all that. They all have the same features across the board, but some of them have certain sizes. The main difference is like, you can just buy strictly Wi-Fi lights that are just white or multicolored. And, you know, so I went out, ordered another one because I went on the manufacturer's website and they didn't have anything about in regards to warranty. So I was just like, screw this. I just bought one from a manufacturer that I knew. So that's up and running now. So that's all good and said and dandy. And then because of the weather, I went out and ordered a window insulation kit and it's a three pack, which means it's good for me. It's good for three years because what I used to do was I, I covered the window with just with clear recycled recycle bags. And I would just untape, flip it up, throw the um, air conditioner in, then take it out, retape it up and so forth. It, this is that plastic I've had up here for since I moved into this place and it's like six, maybe seven years and it was getting really grimy and so forth. So I eventually said, you know, it's gotta come out. So I got an insulation kit that's gonna probably go in the window next week. But I also need to get some type of shade because kids are learning are doing homeschooling now, and I and I like to have some type of privacy. So I kind of want to put a shade there so that they can't see in because during the summertime when I'm sitting here, they do see in because I have the window open, and this is during the time before I have the mic, the air conditioner in the window. But it's not all so bad because they do tell me if I have a package or not. And I tell them either to bring it to my stairs over here or bring it or drop it down to the bottom of the stairs here and I'll grab it either way. So, you know, that's all said and done. Um, what else? I'm starting my holiday shopping and I'm getting things together. I'm slowly buying stuff now and I should start wrapping things like in the next couple of days. That way I can just come December, I can start mailing stuff out in a rolling basis because I kind of want to do a few things at a time. I just bought my holiday cards. I got to get some Hanukkah cards. Um, interesting thing about din my dinner, as you all know, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Tuesdays and I watch NCIS or watch anime or whatever. So, you know, I place my order and I get home and I decided to get, uh, they have a new lemon pepper wet seasoning and this orange chicken wet seasoning. So I'm like, okay, I'm eating and I open it up and I smell, I'm like, I don't really smell the orange chicken. Hmm. All right, fine. I start eating one of them and I realize it's not orange chicken. It's one of the hot spicy ones. It's not the ones where it's like really hot. It's like, I think it's hot barbecue. And I'm just like, lovely. So I will be contacting Buffalo Wild Wings about that tonight, sending him an email and probably giving them a call or something like that and be like, yeah. Which usually means that the following week I will get, my, they will They'll cop the price of the wings, which I'm perfectly okay with. So, you know. But other than that, that's basically been my weekend day. And also, I got the new light. Um, I think this one is slightly brighter than before. Because if you notice, 
uh, is a little dark over here. This and this is my kitchen. I usually have the kitchen light on to have good light and reflection, but um, with that on and this light, it was a little bit too much, so I decided to turn it off, and everything pops a little bit better, so I'm happy about that. And if you haven't noticed, you and I don't think most people have, I finally got my glasses uh, yesterday. Um, same color as my last ones, but these are longer, you know, on, on the stems, because the normal glasses I get, it just felt too tight on my head and too short. I wish this part here was a little bit wider because it's a little, it's not tight, but I can just, when I take my glasses off, you can kind of see the imprint. But, you know, when you take them off, the imprint goes away, so it's not that big of a deal. But I do like the fact that these glasses actually sit on my face. So I can actually, you know, do that and just, like, get away with it and be all <laughs> crazy, you know. But the thing is, I just like how it just sits on my face and it's like there are times when my glasses <laughs> I have to my eyes have to readjust it's like if you've ever played Halo um, 3 4 and 5 and the view of Master Chief in the visor that you know that's the way it looks to me because these frames are thin so and I kind of like that. And it's kind of funny. I can just walk around and my eyes look up and I can just see stuff up, up, up about my glasses. So it's fun. So I have these in silver and I have another pair in black. And I've actually thought about um, finding like a geek eyeglass case. But then I realized I really wouldn't need it because, I don't know. I just got I just got the silver ones because they are very reminiscent of Kiyosuke Kagami from Rival Schools. Even though his glass his frames are like grayish, but I got the silver for, for reference to him. And like when I do my human Artemis cosplay, it kind of blends together. But if the, and I did get a pair in black. Depending if another cosplay I do, maybe the black ones will work better. You know, I'll bring them. You know, they're the same strength across the board, so I'm not too worried. So you know. That's basically has has been it. Uh, housekeeping notes. Um, we are winding down from the end of the year, so we have maybe uh, another four episodes before we go on break and come back in 2021. So stick around for our politically approved adult beverage Christmas party that you don't need a parental permission to, to attend. So, you know, that's going to be coming real soon. So, um, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, don't forget to check out me and under the pale on Grosner brothers on Fridays at nine. It's basically me and under the pale, just, just chatting, just swapping stories and stuff. So, and you can always ask him like his favorite alcoholic adult beverages. That's kind of fun too. So, you know, <laughs> And don't forget to check out um, GenXGeek.com, run by Doc Soccer of Orange Knowledge Radio, who will be a guest on this podcast real soon. It's basically a Gen X Geek's view of of, of uh, geekery and all that good stuff. There's some a couple of great cosplay articles on there, so definitely swing by and check that out. So, hmm? Let's see, and we're going to go ahead and get into uh, Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk about some of the cool geekery stuff that we've been up to and so forth so let's um get into it Ari what you got for us for on geek roundup 
Um, I have with me this. This just came today in the mail. It's a uh, Ninja High School Indie Wars. It's a comic I supported on Patreon. You bitch! Oh no! It's just a, I'm still waiting on my copy. Oh, you I did. Gotten, oh, you, you didn't get yours yet? No, I got the. I went for the. I think I, I'm getting the hardcore one. I don't remember. I did not. I did not know. One. Yeah, I didn't know you were a Ninja High School fan. And I just, I, I'd seen you with a, you know, you know, uh, support, and I'm like, oh, check this out, doesn't seem too bad. Mm. Yeah, I, just a, just a paperback one. I, I forget if, uh, I get any kind of recognition in the credits, and I have to double check the, yeah. uh, Kickstarter I'm, page. I'm hoping Ben Dunn does, like, re-releases of, of the fir- of all 176 issues, that he's, that's like 20 years of it. I have almost all of the issues back there. I w- I have a bunch of the trade paperbacks. I would love a reprint of those across the board, you know, seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, that's really cool. I'm I'm happy for you, man. I'm like I'm a, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ichio, what you got? Well, um, I guess um, as far as nerdy stuff goes, I have reset up my stream behind me. Nice. Um, it is much nicer. It gives me a face cam and stuff, which I know people are very mm-hmm. excited about. So I have upgraded my streaming section as far as it goes with um, my tech stuff, which was kind of my geeky thing. Mm-hmm. I also... Um, I went and played with Twitch Sings, which was yeah. something I have wanted to play with for years, but I've been terrified of singing in front of strangers. Even though I love doing karaoke, like, I don't know how my brain doesn't, like, comprehend that, like, doing karaoke online is pretty much the same thing as doing karaoke in person. So, oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yay! And VX8 is saying that my, my streams have been super chill. I'm I glad. Really <laughs> it's just super fun and we just have a lot a good time and talk about the fashion industry and stuff like that um so yeah we've been geeking out about that at my stream too so yeah it's pretty much been fashion tech stuff mixed together and that's what i've been working on this week geeky roundtable wise oh that's cool so um for me on the geek side of things i would say i finally finished all of halo I'm not, and I'm not talking about Halo Wars or anything like that. I'm just playing... I'm talking about the first-person shooter. I finished five last night. And it just left it on a cliffhanger. I'm like, Microsoft, you bastards. I can't wait for, for six. I can be very patient about that. So, you know. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, you know, when I got furloughed, you know, uh, the floor that I worked on was renovated, and my stuff got thrown out. Like, I had a... A container, a water container like this. I had like a little repair kit with spudgers, and I had like this little acrylic Artemis cat figurine that lit up on my desk. That was the thing I was more wanting, but eventually I got it replaced, and you know, and, and there was an issue about getting reimbursed for that because I'm no longer a um an employee. Of the company, but the issue, I look at it this way, I may not be an employee of the company, but you still threw my stuff out. I did not have an opportunity to collect my stuff while being furloughed. That would have been a different story, you know, but you know, be different. So if I went in and got my stuff and I forgot about it and get tossed out, you know, that's, that's all on me, but you know, 
So I'm not too, too, too worried. So I went out, um, I contacted the person that made it and she did an amazing version two of it. That is so cool. And she also threw in an orange Ginzu, I guess a dark red Ginzui show, I guess for Venus, which is really cool. But nice. it was smaller, but this one sits on a pedestal with Artemis sleeping in front of Minako's wand. Oh, that's adorable. And boom. And she put in some sparkles and glitter, which I really, I was like, I was like, you know what? Go for it. Go all out on this. So, and the main reason why I got this replaced was this was a gift from Seiya and Yaten. They got it for me once and it was sent to me and that package got stolen off, off my porch, like three, within like three hours after it was delivered. And I'm just like, the kid, upstairs kids knew I got a pack. Why didn't you bring it in, you know? But I got that, so now I'm really happy about that. I'm going to post better pictures of it on my Facebook and Twitter and my Instagram because I need to shout this person out because she did an amazing job. So amazing, so. All right, so let's get into the news. And, you know, we got a lot of news to cover, and... We and I'm just like, this story is basically we're back on that bullshit. But Ichigo, take it away. So, um, if you've been in the realm of anime and anime fandom and otakudom recently, you'll have noticed that we have had quite a comeuppance of previous instances where, um. People in power, primarily voice actors or actresses, have been accused of improprieties. Mm -hmm. We'll put it politely. And I say accused very specifically because, obviously, there are still ongoing court stories. There are still ongoing things, cases and stuff like that that are occurring. Um, we have recently found out that there are more um, voice actors and actresses getting involved in this particular system. Situation, I guess, is what I call it, um, because they are being uh, they are being basically caught in their own mistakes. Um, in this case, we have uh, problems with Derek Stephen Prince, mm -hmm. who is a voice of Vexen from Kingdom Hearts, as well as Quentin Flynn, who is the voice of Axel. Reno from Kingdom Hearts, as well. No, Axel. Axel, sorry, yeah. my bad. Mm. Oh, he was Reno in the um, Final Fantasy. Um, uh, was the, the remake yes and he was shinra as well mm. so um yeah there have been some stories where the voice actors used their power now again these are secondhand from people who just have mm -hmm. records of improprieties where they have been um basically the evidence is there that there may have been a situation where they used their power as voice actors um, to kind of, unfortunately, um, if you have a lot of trigger with this kind of situation, you may want to ping back in about five minutes. Um, but they, they use their power to groom young fans. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... Uh. 
Um, it was kind of continuous. And um, in one case, uh, there's also a problem with racism as well. Um, so we have a lot of issues with that currently going on. And the movement, the Me Too movement is very powerful force right now. Um, highlighting a lot of these improprieties and inappropriate actions and grooming behaviors. So um, you can definitely keep an eye on that via the Beware of Quentin Flynn um, hashtag on Twitter and the um, Beware, or I guess it's just, uh, it's in the Beware of Q Flynn. Um, you can look for Derek Stephen Prince. Now, again, this is all allegedly um, this is all just stuff that has come up recently. We at the podcast are not, um, in particularly involved with this situation. We're just trying to report on the situation. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that we're going to have more of this happen. Um, unfortunately it seems like in the past, a lot of these actions have been let slide because of the power that they had in the community. So I foresee um, many other stories and people feeling empowered to come forward. Um, and I, yeah, I just, it's one of those things where we're now seeing where all the negative corruption from the top has kind of filtered down to the bottom. Um, so now we're kind of getting a lot of bottom feeders. So unfortunately we have two more VAs that have been called out for their negative behaviors and, um, yeah, it it's just shitty. It's I know. Just, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, nuts. and I absolutely hate that it's become like a thing where at least one, we get one article a year where a voice actor is called out for this type for this type of behavior, and it really needs to stop. But you know, I kind of get it to a certain aspect where you hit you get this amazing role and everybody worships you and you don't know how to properly deal with it. And then you end up meeting that one fan, and then, yeah, and you real it's, and you realize well, that. No, no, I'm saying, and then you yeah. you realize what for some you kind of realize what you can get away with per se, and then you kind of go down that that wrong trail. But then you got voice actors and actresses who still kind of get that who still are popular. But they get like this amazing support space from their fans. They kind of keep them on the straight and narrow. You know, those are yeah. the ones you want to follow. I feel like what it is, is it's kind of like what we talk about in the streaming realm, where we're like, you cultivate the community you want to lead. And unfortunately, in these particular aspects, it's people who have come into power where they are they are cultivating a toxic community, where they take advantage or they use their power mm -hmm. or their sense of um administration above these people not as a shepherd with sheep but as a wolf within the flock yeah. and it it sucks to have to see that happen but we're seeing a lot more people step forward um and a lot of it is just the matter of people are feeling much um more empowered to speak up about it and I think it really is key on you build the community around you. If you want to build a healthy, supportive community, I know you and the podcast have many, you know, um, voice acting friends that are mm -hmm. very, very knowledgeable about mm -hmm. the, the whole thing and are very friendly and lovely and have supportive communities and they don't take advantage of their communities. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of if you give a, ne a negative personality that power, they're going to use it 
And it may have just been that, oh, they had too much go under their shoulders. But to me, if you're an adult, it should be a natural reaction to go, oh, there's a 15-year-old that's interested me in this way. I'm not obviously going to ask them or solicit them for inappropriate things because I'm the adult and should know better. Yes. And even though this part does happen, but it's not like it's a big thing that happens because you do have some fans who try to push themselves like they are adult. They know what they're doing or they're trying to like kind of go for it, you know. I mean, and I've seen this happen, whether it's voice actors or cosplayers or this or that, you know, you got to be like, no, like I, I've, I've actually told this story a couple of times where, you know, I got friendly with the, with the cosplayer at cons and, you know, I found out she was underage and I'm like, you know what? No, nah. we can't be hanging out like this. It's inappropriate. We could still be friends when you are of age. We'll talk then. It's like abort, abort. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. and she and when she became of age, we talked and stuff like that, you know. But still, to me, at that point, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where if you want to be friends and it becomes more of like a mentorship or mm-hmm. like a big brother protective situation, mm-hmm. like that's a healthy friend relationship, right? But it's when you turn that on its head and you become predatory and try to use your sense of power above that person. You as a reasonable, logical human being in a society went, oh, you know what? This is incorrect. This is wrong behavior. And I'm correcting myself right now. And I'm Mm -hmm. correcting her right now. Mm -hmm. Perfectly good. Like the proper thing to do. But the problem is, that we have an industry of a lot of nepotism where people get hired because they know someone who knows someone who knows someone yeah. and they think that they're either untouchable or they get that crown put on their head because oh, all of a sudden I have all of these fans, you know, and they get that overwhelming idea of success that nothing can take them down and they end up shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's where I want to wrap it up for yeah. today. But in general, like if you're the adult, make good choices. Because the kiddos usually cannot decipher that for themselves, Mm -hmm. especially when they're going through their teenage years. You as an adult have done that already. You should know. You should know better. (laughs) But hey. Like Bonds006 says in our chat room here, don't touch coworkers, don't sleep with coworkers, don't sleep with the boss, don't sleep with the fans, do not touch. As the saying goes, you don't shit where you eat. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, you these assholes serve as a good template as you know what not to do that that's why i'm like even someone like me i'm it's like okay i gotta be really careful i don't want to you know f- you know fall on that same path that you know this voice actor this creator i kind of sort mm-hmm. of like at one point you know and turns out they're a total asshole yeah that's one reason why there's a lot of the phrase of like never meet your idols because mm-hmm. you'll always find out that there's something about them or something maybe fake or you'll get to know the real them and you won't like them anymore. Yeah. And that's been pretty true for a lot of people that yeah. I've known. But I've also kind of loved a lot of the idols that I've met too. It's kind of a, a double-edged sword in a way. But in this case, yes, they are a very good example of what not to do. Uh, I think that would be a good place to wrap it up for today. Yes. And I'll say, I don't think I've met I've met one of my idols and that was Ben Dunn and he was an amazing person. But other than that, I don't think I really have, you know, and you know, 
And I think if and when I do meet any of my idols, I don't think I'll be really starstruck about it because as it's like I've said, I work in an industry where you know I see celebrities all the time. I go to conventions and I I am around guests and stuff like that. You know, it's like I switch on the professional aspect. You know, it's a different story. You know, afterwards you're like, hey, you got any more of that chocolate covered bacon? All right, Kyle, I got you. You know. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving right along to our next story, which really was a shock to me about this, you know. Okay, if I can just, there we go. Now we can get the, the rundown to work properly. Um, as you all know, I, I'm a, a bit, I'm, I am a fan of Sailor Moon, you know, and I've watched the Ant classic. I've watched Crystal. And one thing, you know, if you notice me and Mako-chan do talk about a lot is PGSM, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. It was the live action series that came out in about 2003, 2004. Unfortunately, it didn't get another season due to the lackluster sales of the toys. But it's still got the amazing ratings and so forth. But the reason why... It's a bad reason to cancel any show, no matter what country it's in. I know. But the reason why I want to bring this up is that one of the actors from the show, Akira Kubadetta, who was Kunzite in the series, uh, passed away over on Friday, and he was 43. And they're saying the cause of death may have been suicide. He was found unresponsive in his home uh, that on noon that day, but they took him. They took him to the to the hospital and pronounced dead there. He has done other uh, other uh, work as well. Um, he has done uh, Kane and Common Rider Blade. He played Ali Al Sajez in Gundam Zero Zero Rebuild and uh, Zero Zero Re Innovation. And I believe, and I had this bookmarked. Um, let me let me look this up. He was also married to another voice actress or something like that. Um, which for some reason the person who submitted this t this tip didn't add this on. But you know, it is what it is. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, th this was on um, one of the fan pages that I follow. Uh, Sailor Moon the Mooniverse. Yeah, he is his act. His his wife is actress Yuko Omori. So, but uh, let 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 me uh just say before I go into this, I also want to say that on Twitter, um, one of his um co-stars Joji Shibue mentioned that he remembers how Akira would tell him to take it easy when he was a novice actor. They worked together on PGSM. Joji Shibue was, um, was Mamoru Chiba, and they were also going to be doing, I think they were doing a stage play together. I'm just going about what this is. I may be reading it wrong. But um, as, as we've said on this show countless times, and we'll continue to talk about this, the pandemic is bringing not just the best of out of us, but it's bringing the bad and sometimes the worst out of us. And a lot of us just can't properly process what's going on. And it's it's hard for some of us. And, and I see this every day. If you have a friend or if you know somebody that's kind of struggling with what's going on, please reach out. Let them know. 
that you're their friend or just like if, if you can pick them up and take them somewhere, hang out with them, you know, let them know, you know, that you understand what's going on and you're going to do your absolute best to help them out. So, but also I want to throw in there, um, there is phone numbers you can call, you know, when you're feeling this way. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-8255. In Canada, it's 1-833-456-4566. And, and, and I think there is a text version available. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Because uh, I know I have a lot of friends who don't want to talk. They just, just rather text it out. Um, you can text 741-741. So if you don't want to call, you just need to message it to somebody, you text that. A crisis council will respond to you quickly. And if you go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org, they also have a chat there available as well. So just remember, as the saying goes, we're all in this together you are not alone, and I have, and I've tell, and I've said it, and I've done it. I have gotten messages at anywhere from two to five a.m., and I have spoken to people, and I, and you know, we have, we get, we're basically got to look out for each other, the way things are. We're going to get through this, but we have, we have to take care of, we have to do our best to take care of each other. So, anyhow, um, but on the positive side. We have some positive Sailor Moon news from the NHK. Ari, can you get into that? Well, it's certainly not going to stay positive. You don't know. Uh, NHK announced the interim results for its Sailor Moon Megapole on Friday. The fan-favorite Magical Girl franchise is currently gearing up for a new movie for its Crystal Reboots, and now is the perfect time to get votes for your favorite character, episode, and songs. They're accepted for votes until November 23rd, and will announce the results on December 5th. Voting includes episodes from anime's original 200-episode run, Sailor Moon R, S, and Super S movies, the Ami's first love and makeup Sailor Guardian specials, and the, and the Sailor Moon Crystal episodes. Uh, the, inter, uh, the interim results only reveal the character rankings from 11th to 20th place. They're, they don't state whether the list is for Crystal or the original canon, but... Oh, it's already a dumpster fire. Mm, you think? So, from twenty from twentieth and going on up, uh, Sailor Jupiter, Black Lady, uh, Human Luna, Sailor Saturn, Sailor Mars, Usagi, Sailor Neptune, Sailor Venus, Fisheye, and Ami, in eleventh. Oh boy! I mean, are you these not, are you not surprised? these fan? Huh? I'm just saying, are you not surprised? <laughs> These fan polls are always minefields, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are. Uh, traditionally, Ami or, uh, I guess, maybe Mercury will be further up the list, but Ami's always, always had a uh, a strong show in these polls. That's why she got her own uh, special. Mm-hmm. And and it'll be interesting to see how the classic characters rank compared to the heyday. Gotcha. Over at Tuxedo Mist, the running team dug up the character rankings in 
Anna Mage, circa June to May, 92, 93. And uh, <clears throat> there's a... Uh, say, read the full article. They, they, the long-standing belief that Sailor Mercury won hearts in Japan is true if you use Anna Mage, like Anna Mage or Anna Mage as a metric. Hmm. I will... Uh, Put the link in the chat for you all to look at and uh, see for yourselves. But honestly, one of these fan polls is like you, you walk in a room and you're like, I'm just going to back away slowly and come back when there's less weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, looks like, uh, we finally have a premiere for Studio Ghibli's first CGI film. Kind of excited. Uh, oh, this one's always, also mm -hmm. me. Uh, ooh, if you, if you didn't see, if you saw this poster without the text and without any context, you'd be like, the hell? Uh, the first 3D CG movie, Earwig and the Witch, which will premiere through Japanese broadcaster NHK on December 30th. Uh, the main cast has been confirmed. Hirosawa Hirohiro as Earwig, Terajima Shinobu as Bella Yaga, Tokuyama Etsugi as Mandrake, and Hamada Gaku as Thomas. Hmm. One of these things is not like the others. <clears throat> <laughs> Directed by Goro Miyazaki, Earwig and a Witch follows a young girl named Earwig who learned that her mother has magical powers when she is sent to live with a horrible witch. It was named as part of the official selection for this year's Cannes Film Festival, but cannot be screened due to the pandemic. And its North American premiere is slated for early 2021. And, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but, like, judging from the poster, it looks like it's going to be that same kind of style that the CGI Pokemon first movie was in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see that. But it, honestly, we, these guys look like someone just posed action figures really well. Yeah, it also kind of it feels like a mix of of Ghibli's normal animation style with a touch of a Toriyama's Dragon Ball style, you know? Maybe it's the uh, the death metal scream on a earwig here, the way she's holding the microphone and like mm -hmm. leaning over it. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm, um, I'm trying, I'm posting, I'm going to post a picture of it in the chat, I mean, on, on the stream here. Okay. Let's see. Pardon me. Ooh, that's a little bit too big. There we go. That's pretty cool looking. Hold on for a second. Yeah, that is, you gotta admit that, that's kind of hella cool looking. Yes, very cool indeed. Right, I'll close that out. Next up is one of my fandoms, um, Baby Metal. I've seen I've seen them live in concert, and it is amazing. So what's going on here is that uh, NHK has re revealed the lineup for the seventy first Kohaka Uragasen, which is the Red and White Song Contest, and it's Japan's most watched television program. This 
yearly New Year's Eve contest pits two teams of female singers against each other. And it's not actually against you. You have two teams of female singers, which is the red team, and you have the white team, which is the male singers, and they just compete against each other. Now, what's interesting is Baby Metal popularized the genre called kawaii metal. Think of it as cute J-poppy lyrics and sound, but to met to heavy metal music. So, and there's always been an argument back and forth about what the genre of music at the end. But a lot of heavy metal bands have toured with them and love and love their style and their work. Now, let's see here. Now, what's interesting is that. Uh, Lisa is going to be returning for her second appearance, and you know her from working from doing Garenge, which is the opening theme to Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, and she's also done uh, Sword Art Online. Um, at the news did come in as the wake of her recent milestones. Her new sing her new single Homura, which is the theme song for the Demon Slayer film the uh, Mugen Train. It made her the first artist to top the rankings for three consecutive weeks in 12 years and 10 months since the band SMAP achieved that feat with their Dangan Fighter single back in 2008. But here is the full breakdown. Well, here is the full breakdown of the teams. Uh, red team is Amyon, Sayuri Ishikawa, Fuyumi Sakamoto, Sakarazaka 46, Juju, Superfly, Yoshimi Tendo, Tokyo Jihan, Nizuyu, Nogizaka 46, Perfume, Hina Tazaka 46, Furin, Baby Metal, Seiko Matsuda, oh, I, she's a favorite of mine, I love her music, Masiya, another one of my personal favorites, Kayori Mizumori, Millet, Lisa, and Little Glee Monster. The white team will have Arashi, Hiroshi Itsuki, Aito, Official Hige Dandism, Kanjani, Kiss My Feet 2, King and Prince, Hiromi Go, Generations, Junrets, Masayaki Suzuki, Six Tones, Snowman, Kyoshi Hikawa, Masaharu Fukuyama, Hey Say Jump, he's, I've heard of them pretty good, Jen Hoshino, he does that one single called Koi, which is a favorite of mine, Mr. Children, another popular uh, person I know of, Hiroshi Miyama, Keisuke Yamauchi, and Yuzu. So in this year's contest, Actress Fumi Nikado is leading the red team, and TV personality Yo Azoimi is leading the white team. Comedian Toriyoshi Uchimura is the MC for the fourth consecutive year, and NHK newscaster Maho Kawako is doing the announcing. This year's theme is This Time We'll Sing and Yell Together, expressing a message of hope and togetherness during these uncertainties of post-COVID Japan. I hope there is a live stream of this, because I'd love to see it. We do Sounds have like it'd be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. oh, I was going to say, we do have some activity in our chat that yep. uh, Bob Coffee is saying she should troll and sing something other than Gurenge Homura at Kohaku. <laughs> well, I mean, Lisa, she does have a nice collection of other music that, yeah, I, I'm off. I wouldn't mind that. Oh, yeah. I think, doesn't doesn't she have a song on the Full Metal Alchemist uh, uh, album and stuff, too? I believe so. Yeah. So they've got, she has quite a, a repertoire. That would be really fun. <laughs> I'm actually looking now. Um, discography. <clears throat> because I think we discussed this before. 
I, I, where is this? Wouldn't be too surprising if somebody beats me to it. Let's see. <laughs> get in, get on that Lisa discography chat. <laughs> That's for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, talking about music or going further into yeah, music. She, uh, no, that's you. I, yeah, it's yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm kind of a fan of Vocaloid. I'd I'd be I'm a I'm a filthy casual. I will mm -hmm. give you that. But um, Vocaloid is looking to have another expo, Miku Expo 2021, and they have started to do a fundraising campaign. Um, I am posting the article now for you, and I'm also posting the Kickstarter campaign for you um, if you'd like to go and support. You don't have to. We are in no way affiliated with them, but if you want to see more content from the creators of Miku, you can definitely do that. Launched on November 12th, it has already achieved its initial goal of 25 million yen plus Ooh. two stretch goals. As a result, the original 10 song set list will be extended to 14 songs, and the next stretch goal of 40 million yen, it's a lot, that's a lot of yen, that's a lot of dollars, mm. will add completely new songs, which will be picked from the Miku Expo Song Contest. A wide range of physical and virtual back rewards shipped worldwide and, ava and are available ranging from merchandise such as badges and illustrations to the chance to influence the concert set list and special tests. With fans largely stuck at home <laughs> with fans largely stuck at in light of the pandemic, the stage to you with a free online concert set to take place in June next year. The International Live Concert Series celebrated its fifth anniversary in 2019, but saw its in Canada. The crowdfunding campaign will run on January 11th next year at 1pm. Yeah, you were kind of cutting out throughout that. I'm sorry. I was cutting out. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. It must be my connection. I'm trying to think of what... Yeah, because it's dropping in and out. Yeah. Ooh, that's so weird. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I have a hard wire, so I have no idea why I'm choppy. <laughs> and now, right now, that's perfectly fine, so I don't know what the heck happened. Uh... Twitch, what? <laughs> Skype, What? Um, so I'm sorry about being choppy, guys. But yeah, if you want to, you can go and check out the um, Kickstarter campaign and stuff. They're basically just allowing um, people who uh, invest in the in the Kickstarter to have influence over the event. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get involved with that, you can definitely do so. Um, they always give a great show with Miku and, and the performances and stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can definitely um, check it out. Now, I mean... And my one thing about this is expo. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of burnt out on virtual conventions. Like right now, Anime NYC is having their virtual convention, and I'm just like, it does get a little overwhelming. It, it is. Uh, yeah, Ranma, you know I've I've basically jawed your ear off about how many events I've been participating in since after Katsukon happened, which was mm -hmm. Katsukon was my last physical mm -hmm. in person event, mm -hmm. um, and I basically got involved with a lot of online events back in March. Yep. So I've I've been tired of them. 
I mean, I don't mind participating and being a part of it, but I just don't, I just don't, I'm not saying I don't have the patience, but I just can't sit and just watch a lot of this go down. It's like, I need this in like in a 15 minute YouTube junket, you know, that's all I need, you know. Something you can just put on in the background and go as yeah. opposed to something that's at a set time, at like, a set place where you have to kind of schedule to be there. Right, um, right. Yeah. I know some of these places are using virtual platforms like YouTube or Facebook or Twitch to hold their videos on demand. But yes, it does still lose that communication of interactivity and the the idea that, um, you know, you're going to have a, a rolling chat when you're live as opposed to something that's just going to last, you know, all day long. It's very, very taxing. Um, I mean, it's it's the way they're trying to get involved with the public. Mm -hmm. Like, I, that's yeah. literally their only lifeline. The, as I, opposed I to what Katsukon's doing, where they're not having, or at least we have yet to hear of them having a virtual event. I, You know, not for nothing. I'd be kind of happy if they didn't hold one. Because I don't, it's like, I don't think every convention needs to have a virtual event. I like what magfest did with Khan and anime next the league of conventions something like that you know if we could get a bunch of conventions to join forces and just have like three to four days of awesome virtual events that would be great because let's be real it's i've said this cons are virtually the same except that it's different people running the panels and the different guests etc now it's basically getting to where you know it's basically the same people running the same panel, virtual panels at all the cons, and it's like... Yeah, know. well, and, and the part of that, too, is accessibility. Yes. Um, and, and part of that is is having the technology, because what we're dealing with now, and, and you did bring up a very great point about that, a lot of these virtual events are having the same people do the same panel over and over again. I am guilty of that. I have done my laundry panel, and I will not be ashamed of that, because you dirty, dirty rascals need to know how to watch your ass. But... No, 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 Ichigo. There's a difference. Yeah. If nobody else is stepping up, that's understandable. But it's like we, it's like if you, if somebody's running like a panel on XYZ, and you know many people that have run panels like this before, but they're getting the same purse for all these, there's your problem, you know. That's well, I mean. and, and that too, I, I see that as well. Part of that is one, the people having the technology and two, if they get involved early on with these events, then they are favorited. They get into mm -hmm. that, that, that group of that community where it's like, oh, well, you're reliable. You're someone we've worked with before and you're someone who does good content or at least passable content. Cause let's be real here. We've all seen the panels and stuff that are basically no better than a zoom call. True. Like, <laughs> and, and no tea, no shade, but like, that that's just it is that yeah, there are I, a lot I, of people yeah and, I, yeah and i get that yeah because now that when it's virtual you kind of need people who can kind of push and emphasize them and i get that so you know and have but, energy but have energy behind the camera yeah but have have some new people give them a shot you you never know yeah, have some new people. Reach out for accessibility. Um, reach out to get more representation of, of niche classes or niche target markets. Um, this is definitely p us pushing for more representation of LD LGBTQA mm -hmm. um, acceptance as well as non-binary and everything else. And as well as, you know, um, people of color or people from different and varied backgrounds. Um, 
especially when it comes to representation and geekdom, mm -hmm. we do find that a lot of the panelists are the same people, the same faces. Right. And while you do kind of get that from a trickle down of the staffers that are running the convention directly reflect the market that they're probably marketing to mm -hmm. with an online presence, we have more availability to be there. Um, and as we're getting some reactions in chat of you're good at your job, time to work you to death. Basically. Hi, yes. Convention runner burnout is real. Yes. And I am definitely evidence of that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we'll, let's wrap it up there. Yes. Now, because the next thing I want to talk about is probably one of Mako-chan's fandoms, uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. And I believe we talked about this previously where there was a, there was a Kabuki stage play uh, of it. But now it's coming out on home video. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, basically, it's a multi-disc set that's being released as part of the Full of Ghibli collection called the Ghibli Ga Epai, which it's uh, Ghibli's home video brand banner. It, you're going to be able to get a two-disc Blu-ray set or a four-disc DVD version. And it's coming out, I believe, next month, which is pretty cool. Now, both versions have the same con video content consisting of the entire play and the extras, which is the complete cast curtain call and an interview with Kikunosuke Onoe, the actor who plays the lead warrior of the warrior princess Nausicaa. You'll get other goodies such as a reversible jacket for the disc case. And it gives you a choice between the Kabuki's production dramatic poster image or the minimalist brushstroke calligraphy that covers of all their Ghibli Guy Pie collection releases and a 32 page photo book. And that's really cool. Uh, the Blu-ray set is priced at at twelve thousand yen, which is one hundred fourteen dollars, and the DVD version will be ninety six hundred yen, which is probably like ninety bucks or something like that. And that's Sounds pretty pricey. Right. But here's the thing: Kabuki plays are long, and the total length of this adaptation is six hours and three minutes. It's it's like opera here in the states, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's that quality of production. It's that quality of costuming. It's yep. that quality of storytelling, and even maybe higher than some. You know, it's going to be a high grade one because you know the company behind it really sees Nasca for the great work of art it is. Yes. So I honestly, that's that's on par with a DVD for some operas that are here mm -hmm. in the states yep. for about the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. The set goes on sale January 20th, but you can pre-order um, through Disney.co.jp or through Amazon Japan. And they're selling the Blu-ray at 10,200 yen. You know, when I first read it, I'm like, wait, there's an entire six-hour stage show? I'm like, wait, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I have the patience for a six-hour stage play to watch, but if I had a physical copy of it, I could watch it in, like, bits and pieces. Hi, mm -hmm. welcome to the Lord of the Rings fandom, where we will make a 10-course <laughs> ten dinner, and we will watch all three videos in one day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I saw the Babish version of that, too. It was incredible. <laughs> you, see, you see what I I'm doing? I see Ron Maria shaking his head. <laughs> Look, I fell asleep on the Harry Potter films and Lord of the, and the first Lord of the Rings film in the theater. There's, there's no, no. 
Ranma, we have in chat. Do you know if the um the Kabuki play is is coming subtitled? Well, Does it say in the ar article? It doesn't say in the article, but I don't I don't think it's going to given that it's a Japan only release. But don't be too surprised if somebody purchases this this uh disc and does a and does a fan translation. Things like this do happen. Just got to be patient. But I I would love to see it come subtitled. I would love to see uh, Disney release it here or Warner Brothers who are, or whoever has the US rights to um to the Ghibli films. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, now we're at the part of the show that you all basically stick around for. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, Santa Mary says, I doubt it, but I've been surprised before. The region to DVD of Kage no Suki had decent English subtitles. I, oh, yeah. I know we talked about this some time back, but some Japanese companies are releasing anime here in the States and subtitling it. So anything's plausible. But let's get back to the last part of the show that you know you like. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, this is a part where Mako-chan finds interesting stories out of Japan and sees she can crack our skulls with it. So, yes, it was 15 years ago. You are old, sir. But if it makes you feel any better, I'm old, too. See the We're grays? all old. You see, you see the grays? See the grays? Yeah. <laughs> you don't see any on Ichigo because she got that black, she got that purple magic, so. I've also been ritualistically finding and plucking out every gray hair I find in and, my uh, beard. And Genar Brick One says fan subs brings back memories. Man, let me tell you, before I moved to New York City, I had like this massive storage tub that I put them in, but I had like a shelf of VHS fan subs. I think I had about a hundred and some odd tapes. I stopped buying fan subs when I picked up volume two of Love Hina and I realized what the person was doing was connecting their computer to a VCR and playing each episode through Windows Media Player and you can just see the playlist minimize and did maximize going into the next episode. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done buying fan subs at this point. So... All right. Uh, Ichigo, you want to do two? I want to do, I want to just do the one. I mean, I guess, yeah, I'll do two. Since okay. you guys left me out of those earlier articles, I'll do two stories for the Meanwhile in Japan. <laughs> Can I do the last one? All right, what, all right, so I guess I'm doing the first one then. <laughs> sure, yeah, and I'll be the little Oreo filling in the middle. That can be taken so many ways, uh, just so you know. Wholesome, you nasty, nasty people. <laughs> Ichigo, there's no such thing as wholesome. Not on this podcast. It's not, not because. Not, not because. <laughs> don't, don't forget, we have known each other for quite a long time. We've talked about some outlandish stuff. You should know me more better than anybody else. So, heart. Y'all nasty. Get your head out of the gutter. It's before 11 p.m. I'm too old for this shit. Anyway. We all are. Before I get into the article, one thing. I had shared something on my Facebook, 
And my friend Kay shared um, a gif. It was um, what Raven Simone and that's so Raven going, yeah, nasty. And and yeah, I nasty. said, I can just picture my friend Kay just just kicking my door down and just walking up and just pointing, going, yeah, nasty, and just rolling her head and just walking right out and be like, oh damn, you know? <laughs> you just, feel judged? Yeah, cause no, down to your core. No, cause she is sassy as fuck like that, and I and I love it so. But um, we're going to talk about the head of a kindergartner, kindergarten, who, who was arrested for spitting on an elementary student who were in his way. Now, why would you want to do that? So, anywho. Wait, this is a little bit too loud. That's better. So here's the thing. Enter Yutaka Koiki, the head of a private kindergarten in Fuchu, Tokyo, at about 2.45 in the afternoon of November 2nd while riding his bike. He got stuck behind a pair of 10-year-olds on their way home from elementary school. Like groups of kids or adults that matter often do, they were walking home in a formation that took up the entire room. And you've seen this, you know... up static in the background that is odd anyway but we've seen this in anime you know where the, where elementary kids are walking together in formation you know so that's um that, that, that's par for the course but it's a but here's the thing you know it's a common annoyance that usually is overcome by saying excuse me or even get the out the way if someone was inclined to curse at out little kids, but don't be that person. But Koiki was allegedly not in the mood for any of that and instead spat on one girl's head when he finally got a chance to move past her. However, just at that moment, a police officer spotted the saliva attack and swooped in to arrest him. That might seem like an incredible coincidence, but actually the cop was on the lookout for such an assault after six other cases of elementary and junior high students getting spat on was reported in the area. What the... What the... God. So Koiki admitted to spitting to the... Uh, spitting and told the police they were taking up the whole road. They, the plan was to bring attention to what they were doing. He also confessed that he was involved in other such incidents, and the police are currently investigating them to press further charges. Meanwhile, readers of the news were expressed that they're shocked that someone in charge of educating young minds was so ridiculously bad at it. Comments like, the guy is over 70 and he still doesn't know how to behave. Spitting is an absolute assault. Keep reporting it. He runs a kindergarten. Seems like he was doing it around his own school, too. He probably didn't understand that what he was doing was wrong. He sounds like a yokai watch monster. Okay. I can give points for that. Indeed, even if justified, suddenly appearing in front of children and spraying them with saliva is certainly behavior expected more from ghouls and yokai than people. That's not even talking, taking into account the fact that we're trying to keep the reins of a deadly pandemic which is easily spread by saliva. What's the matter with you, sir? Sir? What's wrong uh. with you? 
Oh, and he also said that he had done multiple. Mm-hmm. He had done this multiple times. Yes. Don't confess to shit they don't know about. It's a, it's an honor code thing. At his age, he could probably just step down, but that still leaves the other staff as hapless victims of his behavior. Perhaps they can redeem themselves by getting the, all the kindergarten students to band together and perform an adorable near flawless rendition of Dmitry Shoskovsky's Sympathy Number no. Five. And we'll just leave it at that. See, this is why I wear headphones, so things like this don't happen. And and uh, this is also our warning that if we're in the middle, and even if we're not in the middle of a deadly pandemic, don't spit on people. You nasty. Mm. <laughs> uh, moving on from police catching a serial spitter to police catching a runaway thief. Um, yeah. Uh, not only not only shrine maidens can be shrine maidens, but apparently Japanese police can be as well. Uh, mm. <laughs> Japanese police um, hide in a shrine in camo gear to catch a thief. They had in a camo gear who stole six bucks. Okay. Wow. Uh, Elaborate sting operation lasts over four hours, ends with an officer operation. tripping over another one, appearing from the bushes in full-on ghillie suits. In Japan, busy cities. And quiet residential neighborhoods are dotted with small local shrines that never close their gates. While people usually limit their shrine visits to daytime hours, there are some nefarious individuals who walk through the grounds well after dark. And not always for innocent reasons. That's what occurred in Iruma City's Tokyo neighborhood in Saitama Prefecture last month. When a man was seen entering the grounds of a local shrine at 10.30 p.m. on the 16th of October, he headed over to the collection box containing coins, tipped the contents out onto his palm, and strode off like a rich man. Mm. However, he wasn't rich, and he didn't get very far, because he was immediately pounced upon by four police officers who'd been waiting for him in the dark, blending into the scenery as if they were about to bust up a gold heist. The clip plays out like a scene from a movie. Or rather, a comedy, as one officer is so keen to catch the culprit, he slips on the ground and falls over in front of the thief, who simply stands there looking stunned. As the officer shouts, Kesatsu, kesatsu, or police, police, another figure runs out of frame, dressed in camo gear and a full-on ghillie suit, covered in fake leaves, suggesting he'd been standing motionless among the trees. Good work, guys. You'd make it look like a comedy sketch, but you got the job done. According to the reports, the officers involved in the sting operation had to hide for more than four hours as it was necessary for them to witness the crime in order to make an arrest with one of the four officers concealed in camo gear like an army sniper. The other three, in plain clothes, had no choice but to huddle together under a large covering until the criminal appeared. It was an effort to catch the thief red-handed, and viewers delighted in seeing action the action unfold as it did. The officer falling down made me lol. No wonder he fell if he started running at full speed after sitting there for four hours. They must have been so excited to hide out like this. I can't believe they had an officer in a ghillie suit. That's too much. Even the thief looks puzzled by the ghillie suit. I bet they had a good laugh over that suit at the station. 
The officers certainly came prepared for a stakeout, fulfilling their duty to uphold the law and protect the country's law-abiding citizens and shrines from, from thieves. So how much was saved thanks to this elaborate police operation? About $6.31 U.S. or 665 yen. After being apprehended on the night of the 16th of October, the unemployed 30-year-old thief was rearrested by Saitama police on the 9th of November on suspicion of other incidents of theft. Given the police were waiting for him at the shrine, it's likely the thief had previously raided the collection box or other uh, similar, similar offertory boxes in the area. Speaking to the reporters, the priest of the shrine said nobody expects to steal from an, uh, anybody to steal from an offertory box. Sadly, though, it does happen. Um, he expressed his extreme admiration for the police, and um, it goes to show it doesn't matter how much you steal, stealing is stealing in the eyes of the law. And uh, they will do all. They will go to all sorts of lengths to find you, even if you're a senior stealing one solitary grapefruit from a fruit store. But yeah. You know those, you know those, yeah, you know, those photos that cops like to take when they uh, bust people for drugs, and they have like a small handful of drug paraphernalia on the table, and the table is huge, making it look even smaller and more insignificant. Yeah, that's what this feels like. I mean, I, I, they I, over I, they overshot. A little, a little bit. I, 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 I kind, I get it because of the. I mean, the ghillie suits will blend right into the background, but but. You would think they would at least know to like stretch, like we had in chat. If you try, or in the article, if you try to jump up and run after someone after four hours of sitting on your haunches, like you're not, you're not going anywhere, chief. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Moving on to uh, from from thievery and nefariousness to a little bit of Christmas cheer, I guess for some people, uh, there's an English ad in Japan that has some seeing a command to stay infected with coronavirus this Christmas. Uh, yeah. So there's the article. Um. <laughs> Department store chain wants to show concern for shoppers' mental well-being, but some see it as a message of doom for their physical health. It's been a tough week for well-meaning department store ads in Japan. First, there was Takashimaya's attempt to promote Kyoto as a beacon of hope in these troubled times, which ended up sounding to many people like, we all need to band together and stop the city's diabolical plans. Um... Let me copy and get that article for you guys. So if you want to check out that article as well. Um, now comes a different ad campaign from a rival department store group, Saibusogo, whose Yuletide message doesn't seem to have hit its intended mark with all who've seen it. If you take a look at the video in the article in which Saibusogo suggests a number of ways to keep your spirits high or up during the 2020 Christmas season, you can see why it's raising some eyebrows. It just It's just about any other year, and the ad boldly proclaim, proclaims the tagline of Stay Positive, which would be seen as a straightforward encouragement to remember to look on the bright side of things and be thankful for the little sources of happiness you've been blessed with. 
However, with the ad coming in the middle of a global pandemic, where many people's inner monologues consist of bouncing back and forth between the question, am I, my family, my friends, going to get sick? And wait, are we already sick and just don't know it yet? Some people's immediate interpretation of the word positive isn't a sense of happy, but infected, making it seem like Cebu Sogo is saying, make sure your COVID-19 infection lasts through the holidays. <sighs> it's probably not helping that the Stay Positive print poster shows two friends giving each other hugs with extremely extended arms, standing so far apart that they're not even in the same room, visually hammering home the reminder that the coronavirus is floating around out there right before bringing up the word positive. Negative online reactions from netizens have included, get ready for Christmas by staying infected. I know I shouldn't, but I can't help laughing about this. Nobody noticed this? We're at the point now where advertising production companies really should have two or three people who are really good at foreign languages on their design teams. They should contract native speakers to check these things. Should have gone with something like stay strong instead. This is terrible, Cebu. The meaning of stay positive for Christmas depends on things like the time and conditions in which it's said. On the other hand, a number of commenters have no problem with the ads, instead taking them in the way they were obviously intended. Stay positive is a perfectly normal way to say stay upbeat. I think Cebu Sogo's ad is fine. It's better than save the world from Kyoto anyway. If you hear stay positive and you think the only thing could be it could be talking about as the coronavirus. I think you have something wrong with your head. Come on now, let's try to think more positively. In Sebusogo's defense, the English word positive with the corrupted pronunciation pojitibu is commonly used loanword in Japanese and is used only in the sense of happy or optimistic. While there's plenty of talk about people's coronavirus infection status going on in Japan these days, when speaking to someone who's tested positive for the disease, the term is used is always the indigenous Japanese yosei, or alternatively, kansteincha, infected person. And the use of stay also nudges the needle towards happy interpretation of positive, since saying stay infected would sort of imply that being infected is mankind's de default state, which isn't the case. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I feel like if, if it, it is a matter of they need more native English speakers in their design teams, but this is something we've seen. This is why English is always kind of a joke and you can always find really weird things in hundred yen shops and stuff like that, that have weird English print on them. Um, I don't think it's going away. It's not. No. And to refer back to your last story of the undercover cops, I, I have to agree with Sia Dabiri on this. I would I would definitely watch that season of You're Under Arrest. I think we're long overdue for another season. <laughs> I actually went looking for the live action one, which was pretty good because it had Bob Sapp in one of the episodes. <laughs> God. It, 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 your live action you're under arrest is basically like what if you give the sailor what if you made the sailor senshi police officers and they had their anime personalities yeah yeah <laughs> all right Ari. it's all on you my friend all right let me find it a mugger sticks a gun in a japanese teenager's back and she tells him to get a job <clears throat> At about 10 p.m., a 19-year-old woman was walking through a parking lot in a residential area of Kobe's 
Higashina Ward. Before she got home, a 29-year-old man snuck up from behind and slipped one arm under her armpit and behind her neck, putting her standing half Nelson. But then the teenager felt the barrel of a gun pressing the small of her back and was told to give, her, give him money. And while there would have been no shame in speedy compliance, the woman didn't even feel like handing over a wallet just for coming an arm to say and gotten a drop on her. Mm. Instead, she asked the man why he needed money and says, I don't have any money because of the coronavirus. But not every reason for a person's behavior counts as valid excuse. So the money, woman responds with, how about you just earn my, some money by working? <laughs> wow. He then let go of her and ran off. But then he attempted another robbery on May, on May 26th. And prefectural officers in Hyogo arrested the man following an investigation in which they were able to determine his identity through surveillance camera footage. The man has admitted to the charges that it turns out the gun he used was not a conventional firearm, but an air gun. The woman, meanwhile, joins this foreign-born convenience store clerk on the list of people who have foiled wa- robberies in Japan by asking why. I mean, that's... That's when you have you know, no more fucks to give, and you're just like, ugh. Like, you're about to snatch a gun out and beat him over the head with it. Mm. Crazy-ass people. Look, in the U.S., that would have gotten you shot. So, you know, at least point uh, kudos to her. Somebody would have gotten shot, that's for well, sure. considering the stringent gun laws that they have in Japan... I mean, it's one of those cases where I think the culture around guns is a little... Like, they they know they're dangerous, but 99% of the time they probably figure that if a person is trying to rob you with one, it's probably fake. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that for sure, for sure, but they have more stringency in their gun background checks and laws and everything like that than we do here. Like, in order to have a gun as a civilian, you have to have, like, a collector's um, license for it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody got a gun to perpetrate robberies with, then... You know, it's going to be one of those cases where, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised he ran away after she asked him why, because in those high tense situations, people get their brains broken. You know, yeah. it's like, why are you doing this? And then they go, uh, uh, stage fright, exit left, and they run <laughs> off. So. All right. I, I think it's about that time to basically call it to call it. What do y'all what do y'all think? Yeah. Yes, I would love to tear off my makeup face, please. Thank you. At least you said your makeup face and not your clothes and I didn't have to stare at you funny and be like You're nasty. No, that that falls under uh, anime jam session after dark. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you have to get on that OnlyFans for that one. <laughs> Anywho, oh boy! If you like this show, tell a friend. They answer will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. Um, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast, our anime uh, reviews. Uh, convention reviews, cosplayer uh, interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, and all of the cool stuff at AnimeJamSession.com. 
You'll also find our convention videos and cosplay coverage as well. Let's see, what else do we have here? Oh yes, if you like the show, you can find us on anywhere you use to find podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, any of those. Um, just put in Anime Jam Session, you'll find over 475 episodes. Take a listen, enjoy, tell us what you think, and if you can, leave us a review. We'd love to, we'd love to hear about those. And don't forget, you can also find us on social media, uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session, twitter.com slash anime jam session, and facebook.com slash anime jam session. Follow us in there for our convention videos, uh, cosplay photos, and when we're going live, and other great articles. And don't forget, um, down below there are links to uh, for donations through Ko-Fi and Streamlabs. And bits, you know, you can give us bits. We call them con bucks. We're, we're always working to add more to that, so please be patient. We're going to give give as much as we can because we love you guys. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Can't hear you. Ooh, you're muted, friend. Ah, damn it. I hate when it happens. Uh, anyway, I really have to be the get to bed because I have to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You can you can go, my friend, if you want. You can get on out of here if you like. I'll just wait for the rest okay. of this, at least. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I, it is sleepy time now, so I'm going to rip off my makeup face and go to sleep. I am... My last words, because I got in so late and other stuff, I'm going to finish watching NCIS, eat the last of my wings, and probably start on another video game or continue playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am long overdue to finish that game. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, Mako Chan will be joining us. It'll be fun. It'll be great. We hope to see you back here next week. So, I think that is it. I think we're done. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo Gummy. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. That's great. We're getting out of here. See you next week. and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!